scales are the lip trills for every instrumentalist. Like right. they're, they're just the meat and potatoes of what we have to do. That's right. That's so right. so learn to love them. That doesn't mean that you have to play boring old linear scales all the time. No, and in fact, once you're getting to the point, well, I would say that once you have a certain scale that you can play in all keys that is boring, like you know it so <laughs> yeah. well. I yeah. mean, you know, look, have you mastered it? Who's to say? But you'll start to know once it becomes boring and you're not having to actively think. That's great because that means, you know, if you're like a pianist, the fingerings or a trumpet player, the fingers are ingrained, the transitions. But you're also listening for some musicality. So don't just be like, well, I know all my scales. That's right. I used to have this thing when I had physical IRL students, you know, in real life. Oh, boy. And, and no, they would come in and I would, the first thing I would always say is, all right, how are you on your scale? Oh, I got all my scales. Say YMMV. Yeah, exactly. Well, the way they were playing these scales were YMMV for Hashtag sure. YMMV, Andrew. Exactly, yeah. with explanation, which is not needed. Everybody knows it. Yeah, of course. But, you know, the point is they everybody was so confident on, um, oh, yeah, I know all my scales. And I was like, oh, wow, this will be great. So I can just kind of quiz you on a couple. We're not going to do the basics since you know them all. Yeah. We're not even going to mess with them. Let's go to, you know— um, the altered scale. Play, give me that in, in A flat, and then they'll kind of be like, you know. Um, wait, is it? I mean, I know that. I learned that, but I'm just, you know, like, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I know them. You don't know. And that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you if you know, know it, yeah. you know, I grab you out of bed in the middle, then I play it. Drop down and give me the altered scale before you even think it. It just Cat comes loves out. to demand Man. people drop down and give them <laughs> something. Uh, well, there are ways that we can lock this in that aren't just running the uh, A flat altered scale in a linear fashion. Yes, and and the ways that we're going to talk about today actually help you understand the notes of the scale in a much deeper way, and, and in a way that is not so you know uh, linear, linearly boring as yes. just running it up and down. And the first way we're going to address this is by using thirds, triads, and seventh chords. These Ooh. are like breaking up the scales in, yes. in basic symmetrical shapes. That come in really, really handy. I yes. mean, these are so fundamental that you should be putting these in your practice routine immediately today for how you practice scales. So what I mean by thirds is if you're practicing in C, that's that's playing in thirds, right? That's the C major scale exactly. Because you hear it and then you see it. That seems super fundamental, but have you done that in, again, like A flat? Yeah. You know, you start to learn, if you're a pianist, you can play these two as double stops. Yes. But then when you get into things like the half-whole scale, it becomes super crucial for yeah. understanding the relationships of these thirds and how they work together. And I'm going to throw a little audible in here, if, if you'll allow me here. Yeah. And that is, I'll try to give kind of uh, what, you know, what we talk about is creative scale practice, which is really next level once you know these techniques and are comfortable with them. Yeah. And perhaps, I mean, the, you know, like we said, the, the point of this is it should never get boring. Right. I mean, it's, look, yeah, you're not playing a Beethoven sonata or a Thelonious Monk ballad. Yeah. But it should be challenging. It should be engaging. And you should be doing, putting these together in new ways. So once the thirds, the broken thirds, and, and then as you go on and show the triads and sevenths, once you've got that and you're like, well, I can do that too. So think about creative ways. How do you change it up? Yeah. Change the direction. Yeah. Totally. And then you can add complexity. So let's say we want to do triads, or, or you call them broken fifths, but again, this is the half-hole diminished scale. Uh, those can add such... Exactly. Yep. I think I messed that up. I know. When I call it broken fist, that is wrong, I guess, because technically broken fist would be like... Which is good, too, right? That's a good one to practice. Also good. And then once you get into sort of seventh chords, so I'll go back to... Let's do like a C minor Dorian thing. Yep. 
then these shapes become now we're talking about like shapes that are going to be so crucial to your improvising yes every single one of these so that when you see a two five in b flat you know that this like g minor seven shape is part of it's part of that c dorian sound or that a half diminished shape yes those seventh chords are all part of that dorian sound and this is really we're getting into the link between that's so crucial to understand on on just a, a technical level but also getting into concepts of improvisation uh between arpeggios and scales right because some of you might be like ah you're practicing arpeggios but what's what's the scale right that's right and you know, at each different place, but you're getting that kind of connection that's very organic to the way that we actually improvise with single lines. And then when we were talking about thirds, you mentioned you can switch up the directions. And once you get to these four notes... Oh, now you got choices. You know, yep. you have so many, like, uh, yep. down, up. I mean, there's just like... Yeah, and if somebody annoying is like, I've, I've mastered all those, every one. I was like, okay, well, then change it up every time. Get creative. Right. We're trying to trick our brains into yeah. into really mastering all possibilities of these things, and it's it can be eye opening what yep. you don't know. Uh, so today we thought we'd talk about the blues scale. So there's a lot to talk about with the blues scale. There is a lot, and uh, the first thing we should probably answer is what the hell is it? What the hell is the blues scale? Well, there's a little dispute on that. This well, is gonna be fun. We're gonna have a little controversy. I we know. love bringing the controversy to the YouTubes. Yeah, you know, as uh, it were, there's been some recent blog posts by some very famous musicians about the blues scale's origins, where it came from, and what exactly it is. Uh, commonly, it's known as this scale. Like that's where we've all kind of landed with it in the late 20th century to now, right? That's what we consider when when musicians talk amongst themselves about what is the blues scale. That's the first thing that comes up. Yeah, correct. Would you One, agree? One, two, three, four, five, six note scale. Yeah. yeah. So in the key of C, it's C, E flat, F. F sharp, G flat, G, B flat, and then yes. we're back at C. That's the way I learned it. Me too. And it's that sound, right? You get that sound. It's it's the it's the first way that when you're like a middle school musician, you oh. want to sound hip. But you learn but, that blues scale. You just oh, lean man. into it the whole time. Oh, man. Not knowing anything about life or phrasing or man. Ignorance is bliss for sure. You've for never show. had the blues once in your life. No, no. And you're just leaning into that blue note. I play the suburban blues, baby. I like the suburbs, baby. It's one yeah. step off from like a, the classical musician body. I'm a jazz person. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, I'm going to love you like nobody loves you. Yeah. Yeah, but when done right, the blues scale can be such an effective tool. Of course. And it doesn't have to be... It's one of those things that, like, it's like rhythm or anything else that it doesn't have... You don't have to complicate the blues scale. The blues scale just... It, it exists with its own set of functions and and sounds, and it just is a beautiful thing when done right. That's right. You don't have to complicate it, but let's get into the complexities. I'm, of ready, it. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready to try. It's my best. Yeah, okay, so... Um, is it too early in the episode for me to bring out the secret blue scale? No, I love I think, the secret blue scale. I think this is the first step. A lot of you probably, if you've if you've been googling the blue scale, you know that first one we talked about. But there is what we call the secret blue scale, which is really not a secret. <laughs> it's not a secret. We've done videos on it before, but so yeah, it's just adding the major third to yep. the to the uh, the aforementioned blue scale. So we're going one minor three major three you know, is that even saying. legal fourth yeah. flatted fifth yep. fifth uh -huh. dominant seventh 
Root. Okay. <laughs> Root. So, may I add one more secret note to this? Yes. Secret scale we already. Don't, don't get I away. the fir- the uh, the next note you can add. So you just added that E natural in, which I think is a the first note you should add into yeah. what everybody considers the blue scale. But I would also argue that between the B flat and the C, you can add that a passing tone. Come on, man. You can't. Just, you know what? Let me add a couple notes. All right. Wait. So you're saying that, that's the chromatic scale. Okay. All right. So you're saying that that B you wouldn't lean into that like you could lean into the. I got the blues, baby. I'm, I don't know. You've changed my mind. That is a fair point. But well, no, I that's mean, a fair point. No, you could put it in, of course, we, and we do put it in. But it really, it, I, I feel like it doesn't have the quality in terms of leaning in that the major. Third okay, matter. you know what? I'm I'm going to. You've changed me on this. Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you hop along to anything, of course. Look at the way your hips are moving. Of course, it's going to sound lame. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, okay. So we won't we won't add that second secret in. But that E natural is a great note to lean on in almost any situation. Maybe not like because you could use the blues scale. Oh, we'll get into this. Where can you use it? You could use it over a dominant chord. Blues. You could use it over a minor seven chord. You could use it over a major seven chord. Yeah. In the right context. Kind of has that blues connotation to you it. You can use it over just about anything. Yes. There's nothing you can't use it over if you are doing it the right way. Well. Well, let's get into an area you shouldn't. Maybe yeah, you can use it, but let's talk about some areas you shouldn't use it. Okay, go for it. some scales. So we're we're doing C blues, and then we go to F seven. Should we use an F blues scale? Uh, that's a big hell no. Hell no. Nah. Although you know what, I I've been such a big proponent of not doing this. I actually did this the other day, and quite to my delight, it sounded I. Okay, so, so but it was an exception to the rule. We're gonna get into this later because I have a whole I have a whole uh, system for this. But you you okay. go ahead with your yeah. So um, down here, we go to the four chord. Am I getting oh, am I getting ahead of myself? No, no, no. Okay. So we stay on that C blues. Scale. We stay on the C blues scale because it's a really it's a sound. It's right. a vibe that's so closely related to the tonic of the blues. And that's really what the blues is about. Like we 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 kind of get so far away from from a musical standpoint, you know, from the blues sound over this dominant and the the brilliance of the blues and what it's done to the world of music is about that is about a kind of a tonic sound, I mean a dominant sound over the one, over the tonic, yeah, which yeah. normally you wouldn't think cuz it's supposed to lead somewhere. It's and both, it does lead somewhere. It does. We're still on that blue scale. It's both major and minor. Yeah. It's both the dark and the light. It's it's an amazing tool. It's always darkest before dawn, baby. It's incredible. And that's why, actually, you know, with your secret note there, that major third, even if you're playing a minor. Yeah. It's bluesy. It's bluesy AF. That's an E natural over a minor chord. Not just as a passing tone either. No. And it sounds dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't sleep on that secret note of the, the blue scale. Definitely don't do the B natural. No, the B natural is fine. <laughs> I just can we talk about can we talk about some fingering issues that maybe pianists? But no. I, I don't even think this is a piano issue. We get asked a lot about uh, piano fingerings for scales and things. Yeah, and people are dying for the fingerings for all for the blue scale and all twelve keys. Yeah, but I always come back to I haven't really. I haven't really sussed this completely out because yeah. I'm still evolving on this, but this is not the blue scale is not a scale to be played in a linear fashion. No, and I think because you've got even with putting in some of this the the E or even the B, 
you're you've got these big breaks where like thirds are already built into it. Yeah. So like normally when we're talking about fingering, even of like um, you know like a diminished scale, it's a linear scale. There's it's all whole steps or half steps. Yeah. Um, if you play thirds, you break it up. You'd have a different kind of fingering pattern right. going. But with the blue scale, it starts out there. Yeah, you wouldn't like skip. It's notes already got a shape in it. Blue scale, you wouldn't build chords necessarily off the blue scale. It's my blues chord, baby. I mean, the closest you get is bluesy double stops. Yeah. Hashtag bluesy double stops. Check out our episode on that. But it's not. It's not treated like you said. The diminished scale, where you can like practice in yeah. thirds or broken fifths. You know, this is not like that. This is more. I think of this, and I've been teaching this now with our students to think about this not in a linear fashion of like what's the right fingering to do this in every key because yeah. how often do you do that I know. you know really what you're talking about is little zones right yeah so think about it with your thumb um rooted to the c with your thumb on the f yeah. with your thumb on the g then Absolutely. go through the keys like that so how does that work in e flat like you know for the piano e flat is tricky you got to kind of anchor your thumb on the e flat yep and there's zones, again, you can anchor your thumb on the G-flat, on the D-flat. Yep. Like, you need to get con comfortable with where your hand fits on this scale. It's probably more crucial with the blue scale than any other scale. How does the shape of your hand and your physiology line up with how this sounds? And yep. what are the sounds that, when you transcribe people playing the blue scale, can you get, thinking about how how your, your thumb is anchored to, if you're on piano, how your thumb is anchored to one of those notes? And so when we say bluesy double stop, a double stop is we're talking about like playing two notes at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but really in that where you're like kind of playing uh, one on top and then the bottom yep. note might be moving. That's yep. usually how it goes. And we have a, a couple of these that we can demonstrate. And even um, I think there's I don't know if there's like a real theory behind this at all but there's definitely some that work better than others yes right right and i think that the one maybe we could start with is the ones that you were just talking about where a note stays at least for a period mm -hmm. the same on top so like we're kind of key of f wait are they gonna be able to see the keyboards now? yeah they'll, they'll see the light up keyboards i'm excited about yep. that so well, okay so you're playing i think the first one that i remember like kind of picking off the radio when i was a child yeah and that's we're in the key of f and having f on top and somewhere around the fifth the flat five, the four. Yeah, kind of just bluesy melodies. Yeah. With, but with that that F on top, right? Right. right. And I think the trick to this, or, or one approach to it I like is you don't have to play that top tonic note, the F in this case, with every melody. No. No, in no. fact, it kind of works better if you don't. So, like, if you think about, you know, you might play. So if that's your kind of primary melody on the bottom... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm playing a lot of them, but not every one. It's funny That's, because you know we I think we've done this a lot, so we not it's, when you start to think about it, it becomes yeah. a little contrived. It's really something I don't think about very often. It just kind of happens. Yeah, it's kind of like an, an accent. If you think about it that as opposed yeah. to actual. You don't want it as a static thing that you're that, repeating. That, that's another good one that you kind of just hinted at with the, the 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 tonic on top. If we're in F, it's F is like that, where you can kind of go yeah. up from the minor third chromatically. Uh, but you don't even have to. Those are all great. Yeah. I like this one too, even with the seventh. Yeah. Like so, you have E flat and F. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's. 
Yeah, so now this is variation number one yep. with that dominant seventh on top. You can do all the same kind of stuff. Yep. That especially sounds good, that fifth. Yep. Yeah, and then what we're combining too, because sometimes like if you take these and you just go, that's fine, but if you... Like you're combining it with some grace notes, so yeah. some bent tones, you know. That's the bluesy. The bluesy, yeah. yeah. We're feeling kind of bluesy today, aren't we? Yeah. That yeah, Chipotle man. sitting in my tummy's got I me. Don't know why give you me did the that. blues, man. Uh, you know, another one I like with the seventh on Hashtag top is, base. is like a Herbieism. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Maybe like an F minor. Yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, and I think you always have the decision once you start moving through the octaves. Um, how long you're going to keep uh, one of your top notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, you can. I think you can tell when you either, like, say, hear a Herbie solo or anybody playing these and then start to put it into your playing. You can sort of tell whether or not the top note becomes the melody or not. There's, there's some kind of gray area, but usually... Usually it's just there for the accent. Yeah, it's right really now. just there. But, I mean, sometimes, if, like, if you go... And you're moving each one with it, then it sort of becomes the top note, like that you're hearing that. But when that's, as soon as you have independence of that, like the movement of the middle or the lower voice, and the top note stays the same, it becomes really like almost like an accent, a a rhythmic ornamentation to your main bluesy line. Yeah. Let's keep moving down with this top note. If we go to the sixth here in F, which is D, uh, the I mean the one that first comes to mind is probably that, you know. On the the uh, ninth there, yeah, yeah, yeah. One that I man, I remember hearing this and like noting it at this bluesy double stop. There's a guitarist, uh, legendary blues guitarist, based here in St. Louis for years and years, named Benny Smith. Amazing. Oh yeah. And he would do this with the sixth on top, and then he would like pull up to the fifth, which sounded great on guitar. And then I was like, that would sound good on piano. It sounds. So you get that C D. Like he yep. would do stuff like that all the time. Yep. That little second crunch is so great. Mm. Yep. Good stuff. Okay, so that's the sixth. The fifth. There's lots to be done on the yeah, fifth. Yeah, there's lots too. to be friends. So this one kind of is almost like uh, maybe like that, like the tonic up at the top in terms of. Yeah, I like this one for like on the third, especially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and what you're doing there is like you're using that grace note again to play around with the the major minor bluesy kind of. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, we'll think of from minor to major, but you can also go major to minor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not usually, that's a different kind of thing. That's a different thing, yeah. yeah. And Monk did this a lot, um, Thelonious Monk as in. You know, bend, really had that great technique of bending the note, bending the note, and then you can just add that fifth or the octave above. I it. love the minimum note. Okay, yeah. the fourth. I don't really. I'm just thinking. Like, I don't. Do, I wouldn't use it over an F as a. I mean, if it, no. but it's more of a sus thing or yeah. a minor thing. Which sounds great if it's a sus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the third, I also probably don't use on top of any blues. I'm trying to think. Of Major third? Major third. Might, yeah. But the minor third. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So these are great. Actually, any kind of shell. 
Yeah. You know, we talk about practicing our voicings in our right hand as well as our left hand. Any shell can be used as a bluesy double stuff. I think Absolutely. in the intro I did something like... Like, yeah. Like this G7. I mean, you hear Oscar Peterson do yeah. this all the time. Well, you know, like, I mean, he'll do like a whole blues chorus. Yeah. Yeah. I think Oscar was such a master of going to this kind of. Yeah, and then yeah. throwing them in either at the beginning and or the end of, yeah. you know, and then go single line flurries kind of thing. And then coming back to this very. So effective. you can use those shells like to your advantage in these bluesy double stops. Uh, any yeah. thirds and sevenths. It's really fun to go to go through those. Yeah, and in case people miss it, just what what you were just talking about, we we, we talk about the shells, which is um, normally the seventh and the third. There's some other shells, but like certainly over the blues, um, and we're talking about learning them in both hands so that you can use them, you know, root shell pretty, yeah, long, you know, bigger voicings in either hand. Maybe you're walking a baseline, but also for these kind of applications for shapes, mm-hmm. they're going to set off your melodic improvisation. Yeah, and you can actually do this on any. Like four note voicing. Yep. You know, just break it up into a, some bluesy double stops. Yep. Um, the second or the ninth, I would use on like a major seven. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. That kind of sound. But that's well, almost. And that kind of reminds me if when you do it up there, like with the F on the root, sharp, the um, sixth. With the sharp 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, these are so nice, man. Yeah. Now, would you consider these, I know we're getting a little bit away from bluesy with the sharp 11, but would you, I kind of consider these double stops too when you go. Oh, like pentatonic? Yeah, well, pentatonic or not, but just, you know, um, when you're going from single line into a couple of two notes. Yeah, those I consider double stops. I don't know if I'd put them in the same category as like. Right. Well, that's what I said without the bluesy part. But I see what you're saying. Or even if you go like, like say for back over to F blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you could add one in where it's like, woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those are almost like two independent melodic lines a little bit. But then you. That's so nice. All right, if we're debating what is and isn't a blues, <laughs> well, we made up the stuff, terms. I know we, we can, can do whatever the hell we want. we want. But do you consider something like? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Right? I mean, because it's moving. Yeah. Well, especially the way that you approached it, because you were like... And so the main melody note is on the bottom. That's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. What, what typifies this a lot of times is, is that, you know, usually the melody and then the accompaniment or the harmony notes are below it. This is a traditionally an area where the accompaniment and the, the rhythmic accentuation is on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I'm thinking of is instead of like that... For a diminished sound, right? Yeah. Which you could use with a with a, any kind of flat nine chord. So if I have G seven here, it's like my two. Yep. You know, we talked about the um, sort of the shell using F and B. Shell. But you could do a, a diminished, like a B diminished. Yeah. And you could either use like D and A flat, but you could also use B and A flat, like the outside notes of that diminished chord, and just fall off it. Yeah. That's another Oscar yep. thing. Sure. And you know what this is? Like all this stuff, this is just about 
like ways for us on on the on the piano or on the keyboard to express interesting you know melodic things that really you know except for the guitar and look a lot of these are kind of taken from guitar it's, it's made they're yeah. made to sound like guitars for sure but i mean single line instruments can't do but like a trumpet or a saxophone or a vocal can bend notes in a way this is almost like a lot of times uses almost like a bending this ornamentation is our kind way of a to thing. bend notes for sure exactly. i was just thinking like those diminished like especially that's that's a little bit of a like a bendy kind of and you could do the same thing with like augmented yeah you know yep don't you do that what is that? That's not really a uh, double stop. Though. No, but it's fun. It has that that feel. Um, yeah. Now, what about um, just one last one we could maybe think about? Um, aren't there times when we'll do like? Well, I'm thinking like times when you'll do that. Almost like a funk groove, you know. Like almost like a New Orleans funk thing. So it's the double stop is like triplet kind of trip. You know, yeah, yeah. Like that's the main melody. Or yeah, I like I like that that minor third with the six. Yeah. And if you're on a minor chord, like C minor, here's what you're playing. Like almost thinking of it like F seven with these blue du bluesy doubles. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. Good. 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 Yeah, man. We got through it. We did. The bluesy double stops. Bluesy double stops. Done.